0: Life
1: good. Never off. Whoa. Hard. Hard Hardly. Come on, Brent. Life good. Got
0: real close. Hair high, right? Try and hit two thirds.
1: Have they saved it for her? Yes, they have. Ooh. Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham. Scott, alongside as always. Hello, Scott. Sean, hi. How's it going? It's, uh,
0: it's going pretty good. Thanks for uh, a great interview last week. Um, just uh, a, a good stuff. Well, thank and, you. And uh, we got curling happening pretty soon, hey?
1: Yeah, we got real actual curling that matters in terms of Olympic qualification coming up. It is the pre-pre-trials and the pre-pre-pre-trials coming up in Ottawa. And that is going to kick off on Wednesday of this week Scott you've been on the road for the past week I am on the road currently but we will both be back in Ottawa this week and no fans are allowed in to this event but thanks to Curling Canada we will have access to see some of the games that are going on
0: yeah I'm trying to think of when uh will be the time for us to go but yes we we will Uh, be in the building for at least some of this this week, looking at all the teams looking to qualify either direct birth into the trials or a birth into those pre-trials.
1: Yeah, so we will have some coverage over the course of the week and check out next week's episode where we'll have a bunch of audio from the event and just give a sense of what it was like in the building. Uh, And we'll do updates and stuff on social media when we're in the building and curling Canada is going to be streaming one game per draw for three of the draws. Uh, I think there's a four draw per day during this event, but so there'll be three games a day. Mm -hmm. that will be streamed on the curling Canada YouTube page. TSN is not going to do any coverage of this event. And from the, what it looks like from what I could see from the photos looks like they've just picked a sheet and that's going to be the, the TV streaming sheet that they'll have at the RA center, new facility in Ottawa, the RA center it's down at Billings bridge. If you know the city at all down bank street past where the football stadium is. And, the new facility is actually a hockey rink that they're converting to their curling club, the RI Center. It's had a curling club for a very long time. The facility wasn't the greatest, though, in terms of the ice equipment. So they've shifted over to uh, one of the hockey pads for the curling club. And the curling facility will now be a pickleball center. And this mm-hmm. is really what the, the sense is that this is going to be a high performance center. Curling Canada seems invested in it. No official announcement in that regard. But uh, an interesting setup in there. There's going to be half sheets for practice uh, throughout the year. And a five-sheet facility in the old hockey barn there. So it should be a lot of fun, Scott. I'm looking forward to just seeing the new setup that the RA Center is going to have.
0: Yeah, it's going to be pretty pretty cool to see. Uh, Sean, have you ever curled there?
1: I have not. No, I've only ever played softball outside at the RA Center. Never never been in the curling facility.
0: Hmm. I, I went into the curling facility one when- time I think we were there for a work team building day and we played beach volleyball when it was uh, about eight degrees outside uh so during that event uh I you know I wandered into the curling club just to see what it looked like uh it looked pretty cool uh, but yeah. like you say they're gonna turn that space into the pickleball and move the curling into one of the the ice pads that were originally designed for hockey so yeah I, I'm just intrigued to see what it all looks like uh how it goes It should be cool
1: yeah, it should be a lot of fun. And we have a bunch of teams coming into town to try to earn their way to Beijing, the long road to Beijing 2022 for Canadian teams at least, kicks off here this week in Ottawa. Scott, let's start with the pre 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 trials. And I'm gonna what what curling Canada is calling the trials direct entry event. This is, I think, the higher profile event of the two these are going to be teams who you might be more familiar with who are going to be participating in this event Uh, we have on the men's side five teams competing for two spots and on the women's side we have five teams competing for three spots and this is into the event in saskatoon the teams that do not qualify for the trials will get a spot in the pre-trials in nova scotia in october this is what we talked about in the spring on the show and scott these are teams where you look at them and to me at least on the men's side it's going to be surprising because one of these teams won't be in saskatoon just even regardless of of how the this event goes and the pre-trials goes Mm -hmm. on the women's side uh it's uh, all of these teams could actually qualify uh, three through this event and three through the pre-trials. So is there anyone on this list who really stands out to you potentially as, as a favorite? I think on the men's side, it's it's Matt
0: Dunstone for sure. Uh, we talked to Kirk a couple weeks ago, and they're a team that has made the playoffs the last two years at the Briar. Uh, pretty surprising for them not to be already in in that event. I think they've got to be the favorite. Uh, Team McEwen may be like a 1B behind them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but Dunstone, I think, is like the the real... If they don't get through this event, I, I would be surprised.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I would say that on the men's side, Dunstone would be the favorite here. So on the men's side, you do have Matt Dunstone, Colton Flash, Jason Gunlickson, Glenn Howard, and Team Mike McEwen. Those are the five teams, again, competing for the two spots. The men's teams that are already in. Brendan Botcher, they qualified through the CTRS points system. Uh, John Epping through the Canada Cup in 2019. Gushu through the 2020 Briar. Jacobs on the points for 2019-20. And then Kui is there on points for the year before. So, yeah, it is a little surprising that Dunstone didn't get in. If this was a normal qualifying process, they, they would have been there on points. But... Mm-hmm. We didn't have a nor- normal qualifying process. Uh, I think the team that's kind of be going to be fun to see is Colton Flash. We haven't seen him skip since he was with Cooey, and that team had the shakeup with John Morris coming in. So Colton Flash, he he has some names who we're familiar with who we've seen at the Briar before. This will be the first time that we have a chance to see them as a foursome and to see mm-hmm. Colton back as a skip. So that'll be kind of interesting to see how that team has come together in the year and a half since they've been put together and how their last season went, given that we didn't see them much. So that'll be a mm-hmm. lot of fun and uh, certainly always fun to see Gunlickson out there throwing the high hard ones.
0: Yeah. Gunlickson I think they'll be pretty, pretty good for this event. Uh, you know, they only have the one under their belt with Matt as their second. So, you know, see, you know, Jason's always fun to watch. He's always bringing something new to the events, uh, be it some kind of weird strategy or some funny quip. So yeah. uh, it'll be fun. Uh, Team Glenn Howard's going to be there, like you said, with uh, the skipper back, uh, back yeah. in the saddle after Wayne Madoff filled in uh, more than admirably at the at the Briar. So, yeah, I, all these teams fun to watch. There will be a lot of good curling. uh, Who are you expecting for that second spot, Sean?
1: I'm going to give the edge to McEwen there uh, to get that second spot. Yeah, but what's interesting, so they're doing a round robin for the trials direct entry. So, and the men's are going to have a modified round robin with the two spots. So this is one where you can't really give it up at all, right? It's possible that one team goes undefeated and then the other team has w- another team has one loss to the undefeated team and, and mm-hmm. if if that's the case like uh, an early loss you can't really hang a, a loss and, and have a chance here so it's, it's going to see who can come out fast who's playing well so far you know dunstone had a good week when they played that event in oakville the stew cells glenn howard won the event the week before uh, there in late August, mm-hmm. the o- the Oakville Fall Classic. So they've had a good start to their season. So it's just going to be who can come out there that first day, who can figure out the ice, who can get that draw weight down, and you'll be way ahead of the game in, in a really short event. Really short event, yeah. So <laughs> that you'll have the round robin, uh, modified round robin on the men's side, and uh, there will be potential playoffs where necessary. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Yeah. Uh, so over on the women's side in the direct entry event, Suzanne Burt, Corinne Brown, Kelsey Rock, Casey Scheidegger, and Laura Walker are the five teams competing for the three spots to join Carrie Anerson, who is in the trials for her Scotties championships. Tracy Flurry is there from CTRS points. Rachel Holman from the 2019 Canada Cup. And Jennifer Jones from points in 2019-20. So those are the four teams that are already qualified. And as said, Burt Brown, Rock Scheidegger, and Walker will be in Ottawa. Scott, I think there's a clear favorite here, but what do you think? It's Laura Walker, right? I think so, yeah.
0: Yeah, coming off a a medal at the Scotties last year, a strong team, a lot of experience Uh, front to top to bottom in that lineup. Nadine will be coming back. Is that right? Uh, After having a baby?
1: I think that is the plan.
0: I've got her on the, on the curling zone as representing. uh, She's on there on the team. So uh, that's what I think. Also they used uh, Rochelle Brown at the Scotties and she will be there with Kelsey rocks team. So, right. Uh, I, I think, yeah, Laura Walker's the, the favorite, I think that Casey Scheidegger is sort of the wild card. Um, we haven't seen them in a couple of years, uh, pandemic, and then uh, Casey had taken time off to have a baby. So that's a, a team that, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they won. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't win a game. You know what I mean?
1: Sure. Yeah. Just with the layoff and for them or, and specifically for Casey herself, yeah. I, so what's interesting, too, about this five-person group, I mean, Suzanne Burt, uh, she's made the playoffs in, in an event that she's already played in. Uh, I know that. Uh, mm-hmm. Laura Walker, that team, had, a, I, I believe, a pretty good start to their season at the the event in Edmonton. So you look and you say, like, who's playing well coming into this? And, and you know, those two teams have had good starts. But at the same time, you look at Suzanne Burt, she always kind of needs a day or two at a Scottie's. And it'll be sort of curious to see. No one has really had a chance so far this year to play on arena ice. We don't know what this ice is going to be like, but they're trying to make it as arena-like ice as they can from all accounts. So will that provide an advantage to Kelsey Rock, Laura Walker, who probably have the most experience on arena ice of all these teams, not that the other ones don't have? Uh, that experience. But, you know, certainly Suzanne Burt, when you practice on that East Coast ice, coming to arena ice, it can take some time. Now, on the women's side, you have more time, given that three teams are going to qualify out of these five. So an early loss isn't as harmful as it will be on the men's side. But that is something to keep an eye on, just how quickly does Suzanne Burt adjust to the ice? And if she adjusts fast, uh, she's got a great chance here.
0: Yeah. Um uh, looking at her draw, they've got uh Team Brown, then Scheidiger, then Rock, then Walker as part of their uh their round robin. So uh, maybe a chance to get a little ah, all these teams are good, but uh yeah. maybe you know, keep it close uh, with a team like like Corin Brown uh who who tends to like to hit. Yeah. They a like bit it more open. So yeah. That's a real a con-
1: real contrast of styles between those two teams.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. So, you, you know, we'll we'll see how it goes along. I think that schedule sort of favors them building a bit towards the end. Like you said, they did finish second in an event earlier this year in Nova Scotia. And so a lot of confidence built from that. And uh, we'll, see, we'll see how it goes.
1: Yeah, so again, the two teams that do not qualify on the women's side for the trials will get to go to the pre-trial. So we could see all five of these teams potentially in Saskatoon. Of these five, I think Corinne Brown is the team that probably has the most to gain from. I guess maybe Kelsey Rock, too. But, uh, you know, Corinne Brown at the Scotties last year, she had that game, I think it was Tuesday morning. The best individual game we saw in the Mm -hmm. round-robin portion, I would Mm -hmm. argue, before the championship pool. And so she has that potential to get there. She's still young. Uh, She has the world experience from juniors. So if she can get into the trials this year, not that there would be an expectation, I don't think, to win the trials, but that experience could set her up really well for the next quad.
0: Yeah, I think uh, it would be a real great experience for them uh, to get into the trials directly. And uh, we saw that the Brendan Botcher team, you know, really experienced from going to the trials and, and playing out against all that great competition. Uh, they came out in the next
1: quad and really started putting it together. Yeah. So let's move into what we can definitively call the pre-pre-trials. This is the Canadian Curling Pre-Trials Direct Entry event. So, eight men's teams, eight women's teams will be competing in the Pre-Trials Direct Entry event. And the teams are competing to get into the Pre-Trials in Liverpool, Nova Scotia. Two men's teams, two women's teams will qualify. This is going to be a lot easier for us to follow, Scott, because it is a triple knockout format, straight, traditional ABC draws, the way you're used to at a local spiel, uh, Mm -hmm. the way they used to do, or even some province. I think Manitoba still does this for their provincial championship. So this will be easy and a lot of fun to follow, I think.
0: Yeah, this will be good. So the way it'll work, it'll be triple knockout straight up, right?
1: Yeah. Straight up, triple knockout. Lose three, get out. Lose three and you're done. Yeah. And so let's go through the teams that are competing really quick. Okay. So let's start on the women's side. We got Abby Ackland from Winnipeg. The great Jill Brothers coming in from Halifax. Carrie Galusha, the team from the north who has been down south for a few weeks now. They will be there. Ashley Howard from Saskatoon. Lauren Mann, a name that we haven't heard in a while on the national level. She's local to Ottawa, but she has some Scottie's experience. You do have Team Jesse Hunken, which was Robin Silvernagle's team. They'll be there. Laurie St. George, who had the great Scottie's run last year, uh, but not enough of a run to get into the direct entry trials event. She'll, she'll be here to try and secure a spot in the pre trials. And then Sarah Wark. Who has represented British Columbia? I believe at the 2020 Scotties, it was Team Wark, and you have a shirt, right, Scott? I do have a a team shirt, a Team Wark shirt, with uh, modeled on Lucky Lager. So all of those teams, we have seen them. I think at Scotties, maybe not all the individual players. I don't think Ashley Howard has skipped at a Scotties. And we should note too that. Abby Ackland will be throwing second, and Caitlin Jones will be throwing fourth for that team out of Winnipeg. Uh, Caitlin Jones, we have seen before, a really good player, Scott. Right, like she she can mm-hmm. she can make the big one at the end of the game, and who knows what will happen with that dynamic? We've seen it work really well before, where you have a fourth thrower who, when they don't have to call the game, kind of improves their throwing a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, she's a very, very good thrower, uh, good junior career. So, you know, uh, we're assuming that this is Abby Acklin skipping with with Caitlin Jones throwing. We're not one hundred percent sure, but
1: according to the information we have,
0: yes, according to the latest info that we can find, yeah, uh, that's the way it's it's looking to set up. Uh, interesting to note. Maybe maybe we should break down the the initial matchups uh, in yeah. in the bracket.
1: That's a good idea. Yeah. What's the first round here?
0: So the first round, we've got uh, Team jones Acklin against Ashley Howard. Okay. So a couple of y- younger teams yeah. there. Yeah. Then underneath them, uh, Team Galusha against Team Wark. Team okay. Galusha coming off a big win at the KW Spiel this past weekend.
1: Yeah. And actually, yeah. interestingly enough, they beat Holly Duncan at the KW Spiel and that was the final the week before the Stu Cells in mm-hmm. Oakville. And Holly Duncan came on top in that game. So kind of interesting that the, the two spiels, the two big women's spiels in Ontario had the same final of Holly Duncan and Kerry Galusha, and they split them.
0: Yeah. And and for the team Galusha, uh Carrie's been dealing with a bit of an injury. So uh, had a spare playing with them over the yeah. weekend. Uh, and then uh, their their coach came in for the last game. Uh, For that championship, and and Carrie has been throwing lead when she has been playing, but still calling the game.
1: Yeah, we saw that last year at the Scotties. I think even a little in 2020, if I'm not mistaken, where Carrie wasn't throwing the last rock, where it was Joanne Rizzo was was throwing that last rock. Yeah, and yet Sarah Colton still throwing the, the third shot with Carrie calling the game, and and it it does seem like that injury for Carrie that is a long term. Injury that maybe she'll never actually get back to form. And she's talked about potentially retiring. We'll see what happens here at the mm. end of this season, but uh, hopefully she can get through the week without having to take any games or ends off. And for their sake, you hope that there's some quick games too. you know, get some big leads uh, and get out off the ice as quick as you can.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That, I mean, they're coming in hot, so if they're playing well. They can yeah. beat anybody. Absolutely. Uh, let's go down to the bottom half of the bracket. Sean, we've got uh, team St. George against team brothers.
1: Okay. And a young team versus an experienced team. This will be a a fun match actually to watch. I kind of hope that's the game that they stream that, that draw. Uh, Jill brothers has, as I said, lots of experience, tons of Scotty's experience and Laurie St. George really kind of came out of nowhere, Last year, great run at the Scotties. And Mm -hmm. it'll be fun to see if they can keep that up and to see what this season holds for them, where all the excitement they generated, a little bit of expectation, potentially even on themselves. It'll be fun to see how they have improved or what they've worked on over the course of the summer and where the state of their game as we come into this season.
0: Yeah, uh, the the Team Rockstars energy will be there.
1: Absolutely. Always is.
0: And then uh, to round it out, uh, Team Hunkin against Team Man. I'm going to look at... So Jesse Hunkin is throwing fourth with Robin Silvernagle, out having uh, just given birth.
1: Yes. So yes. Uh, So yeah, so that team will be a force. They always are. Robin Silverneger has had a, a good team. And I know this is a different team that we didn't see last year because it was a different team from what we saw at the 2020 Scotties. But that'll be a big game between Hunkin slash Silverneger and Lauren Mann and her team, the, the local squad. So I, I don't know. Those those matchups are kind of interesting. I think it works out in, in a sense. I, I'm curious how they did that. But, you know, you don't have the young teams against each other or the experienced teams against each other. It seems like a nice mix, actually, where Mm -hmm. you have some matchups between the experienced and the younger teams.
0: Yeah, yeah, it'll be pretty cool. Uh, Hopefully we can get out there maybe that day or the next to
1: take it all in. Absolutely. So out of those eight teams, Scott, uh, who would you pick to get through this?
0: Uh, it's going to be hard for me to bet against Kerry Galusha, given those last two weeks and how well they're playing. These teams, they they don't seem to be like any bigger of a challenge than they've seen in the Stusels and the KW Spiel. So I'd pick them probably give the edge to... uh, This is is really hard. I I don't (laughs) think there is an edge for the second one.
1: No, I, I think it's a pretty wide open field. I, I agree, and and I would probably pick Kerry Galusha. They're playing great, and I might go with Sarah Wark here um, as the other team with Laurie Saint George as sort of a, my third pick for those spots. Uh, but it, it's yeah, a pretty, it's a pretty wide open field.
0: Pretty open. I would, I would pick maybe Lauren Mann's team, the the local okay. favorites here.
1: So, yeah, like uh, tough, real tough. tough. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun to track that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's move on over to the men's side. Scott, on this one, we actually had a team decline its birth. Steve Laycock and the team from BC with uh, Jim Cotter that we've seen at the Briar the past couple of years, they are not participating. They did qualify, but they will not be there. So... We do still have eight teams, and I'm very excited about a couple of these teams. Let's run through them real quick. We have Corey Chambers and his team from Winnipeg will be there. We have Jacques Gauthier, the world junior champion from 2020. Sean Grassi, who lost the 2020 Manitoba final to Jason Gunlickson. Willie Lyburn, also out of Winnipeg. I don't know. You could have really just held this event in Winnipeg. Uh, Six of the teams are from Winnipeg. Uh, But Willie Lyburn, we've seen him uh, certainly in Manitoba Provincials. Always a a strong team, playoff team at that. Uh, Sean Meacham, if you've never seen Sean Meacham play, I really hope they stream a game and I hope everybody gets to see uh, what Sean Meacham does. Uh, He has the most unique equipment setup that I've ever seen uh, on a curler and it's uh, great to watch. And uh, I've asked him about it in the past. He says it's just, he just, does it, and that's why he does it. Scott, he puts a slider, slider? on his drag foot. Yeah, it's uh, it just looks interesting when you see him play. Uh, Vincent Robelge from Etcheman, Quebec. Uh, they will be there. I believe they were were they not the junior rep for Quebec uh, not that long ago. Uh, I think that's a younger team from Quebec. Uh, JT Ryan, the Canadian junior champion 2019, I believe. Uh, so they will be there from Winnipeg. And then Ryan Weeb, also from Winnipeg, uh, taking the final spot here, Scott. This field, I got to say, doesn't feel quite as wide open to me. But what is your assessment uh, as we look at these eight teams?
0: Well, these eight teams. This is really, uh, with the exception of Willie Lieburn and maybe Sean Grassy, it's it's the young bucks field, right? Yeah. Like it's it, it seems to me that oh, we've got a lot of young junior players in Alberta and Saskatchewan, or Manitoba and Saskatchewan rather. Uh, let's put together an event for them. Like,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: I mean Sean Meacham might maybe not in that category either, but I mean the, the there's the, the the majority here is, is the younger side, the skews young this this field.
0: It really does, yeah. And if I'm picking favorites here, I, I might go with the experience of a Willie Liburn Uh and, and his team with his third Daily Peters, you know, a really good player, and yeah. bring the heat uh when he needs to. And then maybe Jacques O'Tier. Yeah. I think uh, being world champion, there's something to say about that, but I I mean, it, w- it wouldn't surprise me if anyone, any one of these teams that go through.
1: Right. I mean, I'd be a little surprised if Sean Grassy or Sean Meacham gets through, to be honest, but I mean, they're there. They have a chance, right? They have more of a chance than I do. So, yeah. uh, you know, if you're in the field, you got a chance and i think steve laycock not being there in this particular field if, if they had decided to participate and i certainly understand why they chose not to that they i think they'd be a favorite just experience wise over all these teams uh, so you, having them gone does open this up i think if i were picking of what would what i would maybe want uh, i think if you have goche and and ryan go through i think that's really good you know to have two young teams get that extra experience in this process, because when we look ahead four years and who's going to be in play in 2026, both of those teams, you would think, are going to be there in 2026 at the trials. Certainly, there would be guaranteed spots in the pre-trials if they choose to continue to play at the elite level. Mm-hmm. So, you know, get them, get them that experience now that could be good. Uh, but I, I agree, this is going to be an, a, a wide open field and, and a team like Roberge, a team like Weeb, who we're not as familiar with, but we have seen at events before, they get through, uh, particularly in the case of Roberge, where if you're looking at who is going to come out of Quebec, is there going to be a men's team that rises out of Quebec to be a national power maybe it's them and if Mm -hmm. they can get that experience here that's great so uh yeah this will be it'll be fun to watch for sure
0: yeah for sure fun to watch and i i'm i'm looking forward to the pre-trials like to to those teams that have already qualified that aren't these teams and probably the teams that get in will not be you know sort of favorites to get in whereas the the teams that are directly qualifying for the trials, you know, a team like Dunstone, we could see them contend for that Olympic berth. Like I don't think any of the teams that we're seeing uh, in this pre-trials direct entry event are going to be wearing the maple leaf at the end of the day.
1: It's unlikely for sure. And again, the reason that they are doing this is because we didn't have the full season and they didn't want to eliminate teams for lack of opportunity to compete at events. So I understand why they're doing this, but you're right that it is unlikely mm-hmm. that there will be a team who has participated in this pre-trials direct entry event that makes it into the pre-trials out in Liverpool next month.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, either way, it's going to be like a great competition. Lots of permutations for what could happen.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And,
0: and you know, that's why you play the game, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, you play to win. Uh, so currently, if you, if anyone's wondering, there are currently ten teams qualified for the pre-trials in both the men's and the women's. So this will round out those fields to twelve. Uh, we'll talk about all those teams who are qualified when we get to the pre-trials. But basically, if there's a team where you're like, why aren't they at this event? Uh, it's because they're already in the pre-trials. Uh, mm-hmm. That's basically it. Uh, so right, you know, yeah. your your Krista McCarville types. Uh, have already qualified there. Uh, And also a team that has qualified and a bit of news over the weekend, Scott, that you might not have seen as you were traveling. But uh, Mike Fournier announced that he is retiring from competitive curling, not at the end of the season, at the end of this Olympic qualifying period. So his team is in the pre-trials. If they don't make it to the trials, that's it. So uh, according to the post, so he's not going to compete in the Quebec playdowns this year. So that pre-trials could very well be the last time we see Mike Fournier. Uh, and so mm-hmm. just a, a piece of news there as we as we move forward. And uh, always enjoyed seeing Mike Fournier uh, at the Briar, of course, 2018, his first appearance. I think this past year. Almost, they've so close to making that championship pool round that uh, Wednesday night lost when they, they had the chance really hurt them. But uh, that's a fun team, mm-hmm. so it'll, it'll be great to see them again.
0: Yeah, I did manage to see that while I was on the road. I actually read it this morning, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's it, you know well reasoned, and uh, he'll keep giving us his blog, which is really the most important thing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so uh, so that's where we are with the uh, pre-pre-trials and then the pre-pre-pre-trials. So again, we have the direct entry to the trials events and then the pre-pre-trials uh, to get two spots into the pre-trials. Scott, the Olympic road begins now. Are you ready? It does, yes. And it's a long road. <laughs> Excited for it. It's going to be yes. great. Yes, from Ottawa, to Liverpool to Saskatoon to Beijing we are on the road to an olympic gold medal for somebody maybe one of these teams who knows maybe that maybe. would be something though if if one of these teams ends up winning a gold medal in beijing and they start their journey in an empty ra center with you and i as the <laughs> potentially only spectators at at a draw maybe maybe that's the question we should
0: ask all these teams like how crazy would it be if you won a gold medal at the Olympics? That'd be pretty crazy, right? Yeah. Uh that's such a bad question.
1: Or uh what would you do if you won a gold medal? And we'll ask that to like the, the lead on Sean Meacham's team. Nice. Nice. See, see I like when, that. See what happens. Uh but I mean it would be fun. I like it's it's interesting to me to think of of this sport. Like c- compare it. Compare these guys and and women, men and women who have a chance, have a chance, and some of them a legitimate chance, more legitimate than potentially others who are Mm -hmm. going to be there this week to a gold medal. Right, there are teams that are world class teams who are coming to Ottawa for this event, and their Olympic journey is going to start in a converted hockey arena with no fans and very limited media. Uh, Compare that to the people who are going to win the gold medal in hockey in Beijing, all of whom are millionaires. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Very different.
1: But we will be there every step of the way. Well, we'll be there some steps of the way. (laughs) Uh, So follow along with us on social media, on Twitter, at Game of Stones Pod. We'll also be doing some photos, maybe even some Instagram living. So check out the instagram also at game of stones pod head on over to the website at game of stones pod.com you find all of our past episodes there we might even do a live blog one day or or for one drought we'll see uh there's Mm -hmm. also a chance that we might do something live uh, a bit of a live stream maybe from the arena if we can we don't actually know what the facilities are going to be like uh and and whether we could do a potential stream uh so yeah keep 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 uh, keep an eye out on the socials and the website. We'll announce something if we can and do follow of course the, the Facebook page as well, Facebook.com slash Game of Stones Podcast. If we do a live stream, it'll likely be from there. But again, we might do an Instagram live. So just follow along. Uh, we'll have some fun as we can. And as I said, next week's episode, we'll have some behind the scenes from the pre-pre-trials and the direct entry event from Ottawa, some some audio from some of the players, some of our perceptions of what happened uh, so it should be a lot of fun to be there i wish we could have fans but uh, we're, we're grateful to currently in canada for the opportunity for us to be there so do subscribe to the show if you have not yet so you can get that episode next week do the likes likes ratings comments all that good stuff helps other people find the show so scott welcome Sean, home thanks safe drive to you back home Thank you. I'm looking forward to seeing you later this week. We will meet up at the RA Center for some live curling action. But until then, keep those brooms on the ice and don't dump that intern.
0: Make the final...